El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, nah, none of that shit. Joining me today, he is my co-host on this podcast, so really, in theory, I shouldn't even have to do this every single time he's on the show. But, I mean, I guess it's better than this just being all music. Although that would be kind of funny if I just did that and then jumped in at the very last second and said, Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May, also joining me. She is a fantastic comedian who is based out of New York City. There is a documentary about her coming out soon. She hosts two podcasts, and she's one of my favorite people in the entire world. Ladies and gentlemen, Wendy Starling. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown, who's joining me as co-host today. God damn it. Hi, Unpopular. It's me. It's it's me. It's Jeff. Hey, I'm on a yoga ball. I'm sitting on a yoga ball. Oh, Jeff, my second favorite co-host right oh. behind no co-host. Mm, the sweet, sweet control. I love it so much. It's hurtful. Oh, you know, I don't mean it. Also joining us, one of my favorite people in the entire world, the only comedian whose face I've ever worn on a t-shirt, Wendy Starling. Oh my God. I'm so happy to see you guys. You have no idea. <laughs> I am excited to see you. How have you been? It's been such a long time. I know. Well, I actually, I Adam, I see your face all the time because and I sent you a picture of this the other day when we went to demand, was it? The Demand Media Christmas Party, yes. Yes, we went there and they had a photo booth and Adam and I took pictures and I, we were not sober, um, but I have those on my coffee table here in New York. So I, I see it every day. I still have them at the studio. They are on top of the refrigerator. There's my dog just showed up behind solid, us. Solid cameo in the background of winter. <laughs> doing what we all wish we, we were doing is curling up on a couch. <laughs> Last time I saw you was in New York, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was when you were out here. Yeah. I'm so happy you're on the show. Jeff, say something. I would say I uh, the Wendy Starling shirt has gone heavy into rotation lately. Um, well, thank you. It just you. looks good. Uh, and, and I like to let people know I'm an early adopter um, mm -hmm. before the tragedy happens. You know, whatever it's yes. going to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're... I'm living in the tragedy now. Yeah. When, when Wendy has the Wendy dice rolled and whatever happens, I'll be there with a very, yeah. I'll put it up on Poshmark. Uh, you will. <laughs> vintage. But the last time I saw Wendy, geez, it must have been a mint on card she dropped in on. Um, and then periodically I would just text her random shit. Like, here's a picture of a kid dressed as an Ewok. Thought yeah, you might that like was this. creepy. 
No, it was adorable. That well, sounds it was, creepy. It, no, here's the thing. The, the photo was adorable. What's creepy is that Jeff May, who's not a small man, a giant, like a giant of a man, was at a Star Wars convention taking pictures of random children that were not his, were not related to him in any way. And he was like, I got to send this to my friend in New York. It sounded, I mean, it would, to the outside person, it was very like, I'm running a child sex trafficking yeah. ring. And to the inside person, same. Uh, no, that was, I think we were in conversation. You were talking about a project that you were working on. Uh, and I just was like, oh my God, I saw the cutest kid. And I asked the parents permission. And I said, I'm going to send this to another adult, a lady. So probably not a diddler. Your kid's cute as fuck. You dressed him up like that. That's borderline consent anyway. Here we go. Well, if you we, we don't ask permission, you know who else asked the parents permission was Jeffrey Epstein. So we, we people... Parents know about this shit. That doesn't make it okay. Yeah, we talked about it in Jeffrey Club, okay? And I don't need you tarnishing the good name of that club. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like me and Wendy don't text as much anymore because we used to text a bunch about Ryan Adams. And speaking of sex creeps, that's a bad look now. Yeah. yeah I still like- have, I, I still listen to his music. I, and fucking come for me, internet. But I do, I have a, the framed, I have his album, the Love is Hell album that I bought in New York like 12 years ago before I ever moved here. And it's a cool fucking picture. And so I have that framed in my apartment. Love is hell for him. Uh, funny story about that before we get moving on. Um, Wendy Starling's last day here, her going away party, I drove her home uh, and she drunkenly forced me to listen to Ryan Adams and watch her cry on the, on the way. It was like the whole time. And we pulled up. She's like, just we got to stay in the car for a little bit because I have like three more songs that you have to watch me cry to. And it was great. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yeah, this is is one of the good things about having to record this way. I was trying to figure out who I I was going to have on the show. And I was like, oh, shit, I can have anyone on the show, like anywhere in the world. It's kind of convenient now. It really is. I was going to say a lot of the people that I've never been able to book uh, for my podcast with Sideshow. I'm just like, oh, now I don't have to get you to come in. We can just do this. Yeah, it's great. So now Wendy Starling's here. Yay. And in the in the name of not uh, making this entire network coronavirus news, uh, which I feel like we've been doing a decent job of for the second week in a row. We're just talking about some news stories that you might have missed because uh, the world is dying around us. And and the news is boring. Yeah. It's not even that it's boring. The news, I don't know, here in New York, the local news, I watched it the other day. I swear it's already scary here. There are already, like, they're using ice cream trucks at one point to put bodies in. So it's already scary enough. But you turn on the local news here, and they have, it's not even regular news music. It's like horror film music. It's just like, da-da-da. It's so fucking terrifying. I'm like, drop it. Drop it. Stop. To be fair, uh, that has always been the secondary use for ice cream trucks anyway. I feel like that's probably true. Like 100%, 100% transporting the bodies of children to random caverns and canyons. That's probably, is that how they came up with, you know, those creepy popsicles that they used to have that were like in the shape of a blue foot with gumballs as the toenails? Oh, is sure. that how they came up with that? Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's low it's low key uh sugar based cannibalism. It's an actual foot. They're like, this is the only ice cream bar that's full of protein yeah. and Meat collagen. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, collagen. 
It's good for your hair and teeth. Mm-hmm. So the first story I want to talk about, our friends Portugal the Man are fighting a book ban in Alaska. And good for them. They are they are always fighting some form of the good fight on social media. They're good dudes. A bunch of SJWs. <laughs> Bunch of triggered libs. Any, so what's happening is the Matanuska Susitna Borough School Board, that's Matt Sue for short, recently decided to remove five supposedly controversial books from the reading list. Those books are Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man, F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby, Joseph Heller's Catch-22, and Tim O'Brien's The Things They Carried. How many of those books have we all read? Two. I'm holding up two fingers. I've, I've never, read two. The Great Gatsby and Catch-22. Even if I was assigned okay. them, I didn't read them because I could not focus in high school. I got awful grades. You had fat feet. I don't know if that's going to make it. I don't know if that, any of that intro is going to make it into the regular episode. Fat but we feet. know you had fat, fat feet. feet. Fat feet and bad grades. That was my high school life. <laughs> The Jeff May story. Oof, when I got my SAT score in, my guidance counselor screamed at me because he was like, this is what we could have been working with and you just wasted four years of doing nothing. Fuck you. He was so angry. Wow. Okay, brag. That's a, he's like, I'm so smart. I'm so nope. smart that I don't I'm even not. want to do homework. What a no. fucking brag. What was your score? Fat fate. What was your 1420. score? 1420. 1420. It's not high. It's I mean, it's high, but it's not crazy. I'm not like a prodigy. I was a dumb dick. I fucked around. I had terrible grades. Mm. the average yeah it still so sounds did you guys like a brag have good me. grades what did you guys have good grades i had pretty good grades i had one year where i was like you know what i'm tired of being good and i just like didn't do shit that entire year so it brought my gpa down overall to like a 3.1 but most years i had like a 3.8 or 9 out of four my school had went by four what about you starling yeah no i had pretty good grades i stayed around a 3.5 gpa See, I had like a 2.8 and I went to summer school mm. for algebra. Like when I'm saying that I was dumb, I mean, I was, I had, I did dumb kid shit all the time. It's a real ass thing. Well, maybe I you know, should read you... these books now and show some goddamn solidarity I for should. our friends. Yeah. What else do you have to do? Read a fucking book. What's behind you? Are those books or those DVDs of superheroes? Those are comic books of superheroes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> read a read a book with words more words than pictures because i know comic books have words so don't fucking try to be smart about that sat boy we get it sat sorry, sorry, boy that's jeff's comic book character wow. yeah <laughs> i read steinbeck he's cool because he's all depressing and shit anyway i don't uh i've never read any of these books the the reason they were banned is because some of them have language and sexual references language just language like of course they have language the books. books have language but also anti-white messaging in i know why the caged bird sings how many books do you think have been banned for anti-black messaging i like how it's like it's anti-white messaging by saying what happened <laughs> well <laughs> i feel like the whites did that i feel like that's kind of on the whites yeah it's more just white messaging yeah more just the purveying of knowledge <laughs> yeah what is even because i know why the, the cage bird sings like i read that but i can't think of anti-white messaging and i'm a white person and oh, i wasn't written by a black woman pretty yeah, anti-white if you ask me hello right get also, out of I, here i think that isn't the overall message of that book oppression and <laughs> that's been us doing that and so mm. they're like it's anti-white <laughs> 
The fact that we let a black woman learn how to read and write, that goes against white people. It's our fundamental principles is preventing that. and That's fucking crazy. Yeah, Frankly, I'm not I'm saying their reasoning is correct. I'm just saying that's probably the reasoning. Ugh. So this obviously upset a lot of people in the community because it's 2020 and we're still banning books, which is... Uh, Nazi shit. Yeah, it's Nazi shit. It's dictator shit. And for their part, Portugal the Man, who uh, they're from this area. They're from Alaska, uh, mostly in Portland now. They're from Wasilla? Yeah, Wasilla, is it? W- Wasilla? The only famous people from Wasilla, as far as I know. They offered to buy all five banned books for any student in the district that wants them. They just have to email sticksandstones at portugaldemand.com with their request. And this is all the latest effort from their new nonprofit arm that they just started called the Portugal Demand Foundation, which you can follow on Twitter at PTM Foundation. And you should uh, do that. I'm going to hit them up for uh, those books so I can finally read yeah. them. Uh, you have to be a student. You, I'm a student of the world. <laughs> I think you have to be a student of that school district. I will matriculate in the fall. <laughs> I'll, I'll 21 Jump Street that shit. I mean, I don't blame you. A deal's a deal. I mean, what have they ever done for me anyway? Jeff, if you just send a screenshot of you sitting there with that backdrop, they'll believe you're a student. They will not ask any questions. I would shave your beard. This is a child. We'll do that. Yeah. Be like, look, he only has access to picture books. <laughs> You're very cruel. You're a very cruel Give him person. Books with, are you bouncing on a ball? A yoga ball. I'm sitting on a yoga ball. Where were you before? Wow. This is like an episode of Portlandia all of a sudden. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Sit upright on your ball. Stop dropping. Stop lowering yourself on that ball. Sit upright. It's oh, scary. It's like doing a show with like a mean mom. You are sinking into that ball on purpose to distract all of us. Your father and I are not happy. We're trying to do a podcast with you and you're screwing around on your toys. You always do this, Jeff. Why did I agree (laughs) to not kill Wendy before she left? (laughs) I got a lot of offers. I asked. I protected you. I know you. You is that. That's what I. I knew you were sent on a hit. That's why the night that I was my going away party, I was like, "How do I turn this around?" And I was like, "I know sympathy. That's what you do. Women all know this. When you're being attacked, you try to create connection and, and empathy. And like, I'm a person. I'm human. So I was like, "This motherfucker's gonna try to kill me." So I, I said, "And Hold now on. here's Wonderwall." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hold on. I need you to watch me cry. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I mean, turning on Ryan Adams does not turn down the need for violence. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Oh, this is this is a dark episode already. <laughs> Way to have the have some good news. Nope, not happening. I'm gonna murder Wendy. So, along <laughs> with what the band is doing, a lawyer in the area is offering students who read all five books the chance to enter a drawing for a cash prize. And a member of the local city council has been reading passages from the things they carried on Facebook Live. As we record this today, this book ban is the number one agenda item on the school board meeting later today. So by the time this episode goes up, maybe there, there will be some progress and the book ban will be canceled. I want to say, if you ever want to get teenagers interested in reading a book, ban it. I'm not saying it's going to get them to all read it, but I'm saying if you ever want to make a book seem, you know, how many teachers do you know that are, how many um, students, teenagers that are just like, you know what I want to do? Read a book. Let me put my, let me put my phone down and put this Xbox controller out of the way and let me read this novel. Like, 
It's so hard. But if you're like, you can't read this novel, they're like, I'm going to read this fucking novel. Yeah. What if this is all just a trick? What if these are the books that are actually on the summer reading list? And they're like, look, we've, uh, with all this quarantine, these kids aren't doing their fucking homework. They have to read these five books. How do we make them read it? We're like, I know. We'll tell them we don't want them to do it. And teenagers, are. that's probably what it is. And even if it's not that, that's exactly what's going to happen. Like, these people have clearly never heard of the Streisand effect. Like, that's the Streisand effect is this, where you try to hide something and the effort you take to hide that thing causes so much attention. People are like, oh, I want to know more about that thing. Let me check that out. So that's exactly what this will do is it will just result in more kids reading these books, which that's good. I used to use banned books when I had uh, eighth graders that were like low achieving or like weren't interested in reading um, because there was always they always had to carry like an SSR book with them, something to read when they had time. So I would always go out and I would buy, um, Rob, you know, Robert Cormier. He wrote uh, the famous book is The Chocolate War, but he wrote like I Am the Cheese and uh, After the First Death and We All Fall Down. They're like young adult novels, but they're like crazy adult levels. And our school district kept removing them from the reading lists and they were just like no we're not doing these anymore so they did like a soft ban so whenever there was a kid that was having a hard time being interested in reading i would just be like hey man i'm gonna buy you this book uh i read it in high school and then they banned it so you'd probably like it i think i still have some over here you should uh if any kid wants a copy of that book just email jeff at jeff at jeff.com no i'll give them your real email address yeah I still have one. Uh, this one's after the first death about a teenage terrorist, and it even has uh, my name written at the top because this one's from my classroom. They would uh, that ju- that it just says May. That's just that's the month that I exist in. Oh, I get see. it because my last name is a fucking thing. But yeah, <laughs> so I used to buy. I love that even as like a naughty teacher, you were still a nerd. This is my favorite thing about you, Jeff, is because you're like a hot. You present as like a hot jock guy, but you're such a nerd. And even as a teacher, when you're being rebellious, like a lot of teachers would be like. Hey, you guys, I had a substitute teacher when I was in high school and we would always see him just like drunk on the sidewalk on the weekends. He was cool. He would always be like, you guys want booze? You want cigarettes? And we're like, fuck yeah. But even as a rebellious teacher, all you were doing, they're like, dude, Mr. May's going to fucking give us some drugs and shit out of his car. And you're like, you guys want some books? <laughs> just like, no, it's kind of a. Anytime that a teacher presents himself as the cool teacher, they fuck the kid 100% of the time. And when every time a teacher presented as the cool teacher, I was like, you're going to fuck a kid. I know it because they're always like they're looking for validation from teens. And I'm like, that's because you never got it when you were a teenager. Fuck face. Stay away. But for me, Ugh, I wish Mr. Kaplan, that's his name. Shout out, Mr. Kaplan, if you're listening. I actually, there's a quote my senior, my senior yearbook. I was trying, I was always trying to hit on him and I was a virgin, but I just wanted to fuck him. And I knew I probably could because he's an alcoholic. And I, but like we had quotes where it was um, just what, like, who you, who's your favorite substitute teacher and why? And I'll, and I gave smart ass answers to everything because I was like, they're not going to put me in the fucking yearbook. I, so I would just, would just pop off with stupid shit. And my answer that I filled in was Mr. Kaplan because he's hot and he secretly wants me. That was what I put in. I was like, no. And my friend ran the yearbook and they were like, fucking Wendy. So I, they took my picture, did not tell me what the quote was for. And so that's in my senior yearbook of me like, Trying to fuck my teacher. <laughs> That's the most on-brand piece of information I've ever learned about you. I know. I was like, this will be funny. This will be really funny. I'm going to write this. Same I bet thing. he still shows that to people. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's framed on his wall. That, that now trumps crying in my car to Ryan Adams as 
the most Wendy Starling thing I can imagine. Yeah. I also, I was nominated for prom queen and I won brag. I know you're smart. Well, guess what? I was popular enough to, but it was, I didn't think I was going to win. And I thought the whole thing was stupid anyway. And so the dress that I wore when you took a flash picture was completely see-through. And I did that because I thought it would be hilarious. And I'm like, I'm not going to win. I'll wear this fucking dress. And then I won. And the yearbook, they had to crop out. So it was just my face. Because they're like, Wendy, we can see your tits in every single picture. And I'm like, it's pretty funny, right? And they're like, it's not. Like, we can't use this. <laughs> still pretty funny, though. They could have. Yeah, it's still pretty funny. Used it. <laughs> Ask, Mr. Kaplan's getting the negatives on that one. Yeah. those These are tips for kids listening. Get these books. Flash your tits at prom. There you go. Yeah. And I don't know. Throw your throw some ass at the teacher, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You want to get these books. But like I I love I love that they're doing. I mean, they are historically like the best dudes I know. Like, honestly, like it's cool that it's you know, that they're people that we know. But this is actual news. This is something pretty fucking rad because a lot of people that are like rock stars are like fucking running around doing coke and just doing their own thing and these guys are like hey let's make the world better because we're good at music and like that kind of really shows somebody's character in a really good way yeah 100 uh so shout out to them good friends of the show the whole band we love y'all yeah and And, uh follow uh the ptm foundation on twitter because they do great stuff at ptm foundation now let's let's talk about some more news jeff i i feel like you're under the impression this was going to be a good news episode it's just news that isn't coronavirus news okay Uh, well throw me the next one and i'll see if it's good news or not uh we just tried to overthrow the government of venezuela again and failed again it's hilarious news That's objectively funny. It is getting funny how bad we are at toppling this government. It's hilarious. We're like fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah, like Venezuela is like Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller at this point. Like we're just they're never going to get we're never going to get past Venezuela. We, it's like we just it's like we painted a tunnel on the side of a wall and then Venezuela ran through it. So when we chased after it, we smashed into it like we are the Kinda. fucking we're like the wily e. coyote and they're the roadrunner. And we just can't fucking do, like we're dropping bombs and they're just coming right back and hitting us. <laughs> it's like we drop a bomb, but someone accidentally. Oh, well, there was a boomerang attached to it and it just comes right back up to the plane. Son of a bitch to be continued. That happened in Lickety Splat, the Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner uh, cartoon, Lickety Splat. He has these little darts, these little bomb darts, and he throws a boomerang at one point and it takes off and then it comes back and it has the bomb darts on. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, our, our most recent attempt before this was April 2019 when Juan Guaido, who is the opposition leader there, Went on the internet and was like, it's finally happening. We're finally taking this government down. And they didn't. It failed that time also. And it turned out we supported that attempt. And now ex-Green Beret Jordan Goudreau has reportedly taken responsibility for an attack on Sunday night that led to eight deaths. He was part of a group that was allegedly training dozens of deserters from Venezuela's security forces at secret camps inside neighboring Colombia. And that is a thing people in Venezuela have been saying was happening for a long time. They were like, we're going to get invaded and it's going to come from Colombia because that's where they're training the people that are going to invade us. And for the longest time, people would be like, 
That's a fucking conspiracy theory. That's a, they would call it a right wing dictator conspiracy theory. And now all of this shit has happened. Like it's all happening now. And it's like, do you, do you feel like maybe they'd be more successful if they didn't do it every year on the year? They're just like, well, it's April again. We got to <laughs> we got to go for it. You know, it's like they're using their tax refund to finance yeah. it. Yeah, it's like the fucking baseball season. <laughs> Well, you know what? Uh, pitches and catchers uh, report to camp, so <laughs> let's get in there. Let's topple us a government. Here's what we'll do it. We'll do it every year on 420 because they'll be high and they won't remember. This is going to work. It's going to work one year. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're vibrating on cocaine, just fucking waiting for it. I know. <laughs> and, you know, the people, obviously it didn't work because in Columbia, yeah, they're all coked up, so no one's keeping their goddamn mouth shut. That's why they think it's a conspiracy, because they're like, where'd you hear it from? Some guy at the bar that would not shut the fuck up to like seven in the morning. Like, and that is why it's failing, is every yeah. time they try this, there's someone inside their group who is just vehemently loyal to Maduro, who has infiltrated their group. They have a really robust intelligence service, despite having no food to feed their people. So this isn't going to work until they get the support of the military. And the corner we've backed that country into through a lot of actions of our own, which I've talked about for fucking years on this network. Yeah. The, the situation they're in is the only thing keeping Maduro in power is that he's put the distribution of resources in the hands of the military. And the military is getting rich off of that shit. So they don't want that situation to end especially if it's going to end with them facing like human rights charges and shit. So they're going to go down with Maduro no matter what. And we keep launching these like bullshit attacks when we get like 50 people on our side. And it's like they do have a military. It's not going to be that easy. We keep Bay of Pigs in this shit pretty hard. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. And it didn't work this time either. This, uh... This reminds me a lot of the the debate that's happening right now about conspiracy theories and the push to ban them on YouTube. I get that in some cases it's justified, but like this is another example of a thing that depending on when you started talking about it, you were just pushing a conspiracy theory. And then we actually in, try to invade and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess that wasn't conspiracy theory but in the climate we're moving toward now you won't get that two-year cushion to like just go on youtube and be like hey i think we're gonna invade venezuela in a couple years you'll just get your shit taken down for being a conspiracy theorist and that's not what we want and you've done that before we should take your shit down we should i mean that would mean that would mean like conspiracy the show would be like a crime oh really our most listened to podcast yeah i haven't thought about that at all it's so wild because the conspiracy theory stuff, like it's also because you can see how it can be dangerous. But the other thing is it's it's also you could look at it as it's just an idea. It's someone just having an idea and thinking, what about this? What about that? And it can get dangerous, but it's also, you know, what I mean, but uh, the thing that's fucked up is a lot of times the people are right and the people that 
no, it's right, are like, um, this person's full of shit. This person's uh, full of shit. Let's take it down. And it is, a, that's a little bit scary. Little bit scary. And, and well, that's where it comes down to where like a lot of these people, and I think Alex Jones is a good example where it's like, mm, sometimes you get out of control and then you get sued. Like when you're doing a conspiracy theory that is wrong, there can be repercussions. I mean, inciting a riot is still illegal. Like if Alex Jones goes out and is like, get your guns and start going and people start doing it. Well, that's... You did that, you fuckface. That, and that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm all for cracking down on shit like that. Like, it goes back. It's the same thing as yelling fire in a crowded theater. We like it's awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> but you're not supposed to do it because it's gonna cause all kinds of problems. And there's a difference between that and a lot of what we call conspiracy theories. But like, yeah, if you're going on YouTube and telling people to like attack telephone company workers because 5G internet spreads coronavirus, your shit should be taken down. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to right now. Just wanted to fill you in on a whole new way to subscribe to the Unpopular Opinion podcast. Head to unpops.supercast.com. Tech. And for just $3 a month, you get every episode of Unpopular Opinion, access to our massive back catalog of episodes, plus a bonus episode every week, all completely ad-free. What kind of bonus episodes? Glad you asked. Stuff like the Burner Phone Show, a monthly call-in show where you get to call me and a whole menagerie of Unpops hosts and ask us whatever question you want. We don't even screen the calls or anything. Also, you know those unpopular opinions episodes we were doing for a while there? We'll be doing those as a monthly bonus episode also. And Best Bad Movie Ever with Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell is returning as a subscriber exclusive. It shakes out to be 10 episodes or more per month for just $3 a month. That is 30 cents an episode. You can't afford not to subscribe. Or, as always, to get everything the Unpops Network has to offer for one still insanely low price, head to patreon.com slash unpops. Either way, thanks for listening and thanks for the support. We love you. Let's get back to the show. But let's talk about some happier news. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody works for 5G. Okay. Oh, I'm going to get quiet. Oh, what, what other specific things you got a problem with, Adam? Oh, me? No, I, yeah, I don't have any problem with 5G. I think that conspiracy theory is total bullshit. I love 5G. Like, it's, it's one of the easiest conspiracy theories to refute because it's the idea that 5G internet causes coronavirus. Well, then why is coronavirus in Italy? Why is it in Iran and all of these places that don't have coronavirus? Right. But, it reminds do you remember? And I know Jeff's going to remember this in Batman. Um, I forget. Is it returns the one with the Riddler? Batman forever. Batman forever. Where they put the thing and they're like, oh, your TV's 3D and it sucks your brain juice out. That's when I read the 5G conspiracy theory. That's what I pictured. I pictured like, do people think that the 5G towers like have little green bugs flying out of them going into people's noses? That yeah, seems wild. Jim Carrey just sitting in a throne. Yes. Just absorbing everybody's <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> 
So let's talk about this Star Wars news. Oh, okay. The guy behind 2019's very finest Hitler-based comedy is making a Star Wars movie. Jeff, talk about it. I was like, oh, Ken Burns? Is he? (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, So yeah, Taika uh, Waititi is... Uh, he's getting a Star Wars movie, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, of course, Jojo Rabbit is the acclaim that we see, you know, obviously it's a very moving and endearing and Oscar nominated Golden Globe winning. I don't know. I don't remember. There's some stuff. There's awards. Um, but what people are sort of forgetting is when he kind of rolled in, uh, obviously what we do in the shadows was a flawless cult hit. And then when they gave him Thor Ragnarok and everybody's like, oh, this is great. Like a lot of people were really enjoying that. He, this isn't going to be his first experience with Star Wars. He was in the Mandalorian as the voice of IG-11, but also he directed at least one episode of the Mandalorian. Um, he's perfect for this. Like, I like the idea that we can do things should be fun and i think in fandom a lot of stuff is everyone takes it seriously everyone's always just like star wars is everything it's like it's a fucking samurai space wizard movie like yeah like it's a franchise about fucking monks with spaceships and laser swords like stop stop complaining and saying it should be serious star wars should be fun and goofy and and i think taika could really Knock that out of the fucking pack, kid. Yeah, I loved Thor Ragnarok. It's one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite superhero movies ever, probably. So Never seen it. Wow. Too busy reading Great Gatsby? Yeah, I was too bitty. Uh, too, bi- uh, too bitty. I was too bitty <laughs> reading Great Gatsby and fucking my teachers. So I started in time to watch your nerd movie. How long ago do you think that movie came out? Uh, Wendy is 17. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking my old teacher's present day. Yeah, yeah. I found them. <laughs> I always forget that. 14 when we went to that demand media Christmas party. Yeah. I got some looks. <laughs> A lot of looks. I enrolled in night school. Because the only way I can get off is if I'm fucking someone that's teaching me. I'm in all AP classes. I'm basically an adult. She's really mature for her age. Okay. Well, we know you're going to jail. Yeah. So is this the (laughs) next Star Wars movie or will there be others between this one? I think it's going to be... I don't... That's... I mean, we're we're looking at uh, the fact that he is directing a movie. It's a Star Wars movie. Uh, and then he's going to write it with um, one of the writers of 1917, uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the next one. I think they always have a bunch in the can ready to go uh, because Disney uh, likes money. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, movies are like illegal now, you know, going to the theater. That's like a crime. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out for, um, Disney plus, it seems, uh, Mandalorian season two is coming out soon. Uh, we have, uh, Obi-Wan and, uh, the Cassian Andor thing. coming. There's a bunch of stuff. Star Wars is a fucking blizzard, man. There's so much shit coming out there. Including a vinyl LP in the shape of baby Yoda that you can buy. You can pre-order right now. Yeah. For only $25. You know what they could do for the new Star Wars? Just, I just want to spitball this in case the people are listening. And then I'm going to go back to this. Because with social distancing, and I know we're not supposed to talk about coronavirus, but like, let's talk about it. Because we have to shoot stuff now. All that Star Wars actually is easy. They could do all the regular stuff. Just make the, everybody has a lightsaber and they're all six feet long. And then you just have regular dialogue, but you're just holding it out in front of you. They're just walking like a blind around, person. around like blind, yeah. blind Jedi. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that actually would work for every other movie. If every other movie, all the characters, it's like, okay, so instead of, we just switch. So it's a love story, but everyone's blind. And they all have, that actually, genius, genius. And they all have so, lightsabers. They make me Jojo Rabbit too, full on, full lightsabers. Right. Everybody in every movie is blind and has a six foot lightsaber. Yeah, it's the Star Wars Daredevil mashup that nobody wanted. Right. Every movie is over in the first five minutes because it's a bunch of blind people with giant lightsabers. So everyone just gets beheaded in the first five. It's great. And then it's short. Production times. I think it's great. They save money and make money. Huh? I'm picturing now somebody using a lightsaber as a walking stick, a blind guy, and just like carving up the sidewalk wherever. Yes. (laughs) Just like uprooting (laughs) the sidewalk everywhere. Killing people. Slicing through tiny dogs. Yeah. Nope. Got one. <laughs> and I would pay to see that movie. For yeah, sure. I, totally. I, Speaking of things nobody wanted, there's also a new Twilight book coming. Finally. Finally. Has it, have, have, Jeff, have you ever read a Twilight yeah, book? Yeah, these I've read all of. Yeah, I read them. <laughs> I tried. They were very popular when I was a teacher, and I was like, I'm not going to read this, but I will uh, try the movie out. And I got maybe 25 minutes into the movie, and I was like, I can't do it. I wanted to know about it so I could know what the kids were talking about, but I was like, no, this is this isn't good. Wendy, you have read these books, or were you joking? Oh, yeah. No, I've read them. Uh-huh. I, when I worked on the cruise ship, I remember this is like 12 years ago. Um, I worked on a cruise ship as a personal trainer and this is before I ever did comedies before I knew you guys, I broke, I was living with a boyfriend at the time and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not happy. So I cut off all my hair and sold everything and worked on a cruise ship. And when I left for that, my sister, my younger sister had read twilight and she said, she gave me the first book and I wrote, I remember I read it on the plane and then while I was in my little bunk bed and, um, I, I it was also partially because of the situation I was in. I felt very alone, but I really connected with that book, and I used to masturbate to the book. Wow! <laughs> on the cruise ship, top bunk, like a just mom. blackout. Oh yeah, just blackout drunk on dollar beers, dollar packs of cigarettes, and crew bar, and I would get all fucked up. And I couldn't play Ryan Adams to make myself get off. And so I was like, let me read this book. And it was a perfect combination of being aroused and sad. It was a, ah, beautiful. (laughs) I think that's kind of what the books are for. I know. Yeah, I did the same thing with The Hunger Games. Just just jerking off the whole time reading it. To dead kids? Same. Yep. Yeah, I burned through those books, though. I loved The Hunger Games. I did, too. I did actually read The Hunger Games in, like, a week. I I read the the second two in one sitting. Like I wouldn't even get out of bed until I finished reading it. The Hunger Games is great. So oh, maybe I'll read that. I haven't read those. It's really good. And there's such an, it's such an easy read. Yeah. You can and read I have not book. seen the movie either. Books are better. Yeah. Read the books. Uh, read the books. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I told you my SAT score was a 1420. I read the books. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you, you jerked off to these books and now you get a new one to jerk off to. I am so excited and it's a nice, easy read. Plus it's just nice. You know, I like star-crossed lovers. I like, I like, uh, underworld Romeo and Juliet. I'm into it. Is it, is it an easy read? Because this new book that's coming, it's called Midnight Sun <laughs> coming. <laughs> it's called Midnight Sun. And that motherfucker is 672 pages long. And I guarantee you, like a quarter of the world is going to read that shit in like 18 hours. Meanwhile, the Mueller report was 448 pages. 
And every elected official who actually read it acted like they deserved to be inducted into the Reading Hall of Fame. I would like to be inducted into the Reading Hall of Fame. Well, in the Mueller you report, to it. be fair, how much vampire dick was there? Because that really, the, the of pacing lot. of a book. Yeah, There was, was a, a substantial cold... amount, more than you'd expect. More I vampire love... dick in the Mueller report than you'd Nothing expect, more for sure. that I love than a cold, undead cock. That's really what I'm looking for in anything, really. Book, movie, friendship. <laughs> yeah, this time around, the story is told from the perspective of Edward Cullen instead of Bella Swan. And I say it's about goddamn time a man gets his voice heard in this country. Finally. Am I right? An old white man. Finally. Robert Pattinson is probably, when he heard this news, he was just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, because he apparently hated making these movies. Yeah. He, I love watching interviews of him during the press tours and doing interviews about these movies. He's like, these movies are fucking trash. Yeah, he didn't he didn't have fun at all. And it, I guarantee they're going to offer him a shit ton of money to do a new movie if there think, is one. I don't think he'll do it. Unless he's still contracted. Like, unless there's still, like, a clause in the contract that has to pull him in. I don't think he's ever going to touch those those movies. They've got to offer him, like, $40 million to do it. How much would you do it for? Me? Yeah. Like, 40, 50 bucks? Yeah, I'd, I'd do it for free yeah. just for the exposure for exposure yeah yeah i mean i would do it i would be the, i play the man part just to, so i can use one of those six foot lightsabers i imagine this is going to be the technique <laughs> for every film for the next five years like yeah. i just but there's going to be a cold dead dildo at the end of it though yes just oh an uncircumcised <laughs> blue lightsaber sparkly ah. dildo we saw Adam and I saw uh, the lighthouse in the theater. We saw that we went and saw that, and I, uh, I was like, all right. After it, I was just like, oh, right, people are saying this is the best movie they saw, huh? All right. Yeah, it was fine. I would have convinced myself that I liked it if I saw it when I was 18. <laughs> Isn't that? See, I never saw it. I remember seeing the previews and I was like, that looks cool. But then it's one of those where it's art house film where they're they're trying so hard to be deep. It's like, just fucking make a good movie. You know what I mean? He, he li- my man likes prestige films. He 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 likes doing uh, he likes doing the, these art house and prestige movies. And then he's like, and fuck it. I'll be Batman. Like, I really feel like he's like, I feel like that worked for Christian Bale. Like, Christian Bale's career post-Batman was really good, so I'll do it. And it's like, yeah, but Ben Affleck fucking doing Batman drove him to severe alcoholism. Yes. Is that what drove it? Did it drive him there, or did it drive him back? Yeah. Well, apparently it was, like, brutal on his fucking life and body. Well, it's because he's too old to be playing Batman, no matter how good he was. That's not true. I could still be Batman. It's true. He's put his body through too much. Jeff, are you okay? Jeff is taking that personally. He's like, I could be Batman. We're like, we're not talking. We're talking about Ben Affleck. Yeah, but I could be Batman. I'm not old. God. Yeah, but I'm saying like, give me enough time. I can be like Batman. I I have comic books for days behind me. Okay. I'm not too old to do anything. God, you guys are dicks. (laughs) Jeff, your internal organs aren't all soaked in vodka. So you you have that over Ben Affleck? No, I'm uh, I'm barely pickled. My uh, my my fucking liver is mint on card. Still gem mint tan. That's going to be the first thing that gets stolen from you when all the rioting breaks out after the pandemic. My kidneys are fucking... I know what I'm coming for. So speaking of art house shit, Nicolas Cage is going to play Joe Exotic in a movie based on Tiger King. I don't understand the fascination with this documentary. You don't understand the fascination with this? I don't. I don't. I, I don't find anyone or anything all that likable 
about no, it. Sure. No, I would say that nobody is that likable. Uh, but that's not that's not why people would be fascinated. The fact that there's nobody to root for, except for maybe some of the employees of the. But like everybody's evil. Like everybody's exploitative. Everybody's evil. Like most people are running weird cults. Like it's fucking bananas. And the fact that that's just a real thing. It's crazy. Like people that own fucking big cats have go to jail and have cults that's fucking crazy it is crazy but it's not like i feel like stuff like that has its limits when it comes to being pushed as entertainment like i wouldn't i wouldn't want to see the makers of american vandal turn surviving r kelly into a tv series and the premise of those two things aren't that different the only difference is r kelly wasn't abusing animals also but this is just a bunch of sex creeps being shitty to good kitties. And like, we're just going to milk the shit out of it for chuckles for years to come. I mean, who's not laughing at the Holocaust, right? And 9-11. <laughs> I mean, Schindler's right? List, one of my yeah. favorite comedies to this day. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Yeah, but, well, and I mean, I'm probably weird. overthinking it, but I don't know. Well, it's annoying because I'm the same. You know, we all love cats. My cat's hiding under a blanket, and he's so handsome. And that's the only person that I've talked to during this quarantine, except for I've just started doing Zoom calls and stuff. So I'm, most of my conversations are about how handsome he is and do you want ham? That's mo- Those are the two sentences I say all day. So when I start talking, I have to like warm up to like, okay, we're speaking to humans. We can't just offer ham to everyone. Um, I mean, I'll take some I'll if take you some got ham. some. You got ham? I would, first of all, I would love to give you both ham and you're both very strong and handsome. That's what I tell them. I'm like, you're so handsome and strong. Do you want some ham? Do you want a ham? That's uh, a good episode. Come rub my yeah. tongue. <laughs> but it is, I watched the documentary and I did not, I was really upset by it. Like everybody, like I said, everyone that worked there and I think it's great to make a movie about it feels a little gross. I can see why people would be into it because I think collectively people all over, especially all over the, uh, the U S but all over the world, like as everything got shut down, this was the thing that everybody watched. So this maybe is one of the first times that everyone feels bonded over a series because we were all just stuck in our homes and we're like, yeah, yeah. Tiger King. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else. And so maybe that there's like some kind of a weird emotional connection where it, we feel like we're connected through trauma b- around this movie. So we're like, yeah, more of this, make a TV show. It's the Florida Man Twitter account of documentaries where it's just you're looking at like, oh, my God, people like this really exist. And they got followed with cameras for quite some time. But that's the uh, that's the other thing. A lot of people who were in that documentary had a lot of complaints about how they were portrayed. Like the the guy who was interviewed with no shirt, he didn't show up with no shirt. They were like, take off your shirt. Look, look a little more like a redneck, you you fucking redneck. Really? Because I because I watched the last episode. And, and he was just like, oh, I had all these tattoos and I just wanted to show them off. That like reunion episode that Joel McHale hosted where he was like interviewing people. He's like, why did you not have this shirt? And he's just like, I wanted to show off my tattoos. Yeah, I feel like that might have been some damage control. His teeth look great. You got some new. True. You got some new teethus. But for him. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. It's funny that the most rational guy is the guy that has like the clown legs, the like scary juggalo legs. Like, it's just weird. It's a weird view at like a specific type of, of person. And it's not just 
Joe Exotic, but it's the Carol Baskin and it's the um, fucking what's his name there? The Doc. Doc Antle. Doc Antle. Where it's just like people who have made it their life's work to take advantage of everything they see. Like they've always been taking advantage of the people around them and the animals around them. And it's it's weird to see it exposed. Yeah, I, I think part of my problem with it, too, is a thing I've talked about on the show before. Like not every story needs to be a six-part documentary. Like, uh, in a lot of cases, you can wrap that shit up in, like, 90 minutes to two hours. I think that one did. There were were parts in the episodes where they should have been the end of an episode because it was such a fucking drop. It was such a mic drop moment, and it was just, like, the middle of the episode. Like, that whole fucking show is just littered with, like, oh, and also she may have killed her husband. And you're just like, wait, what the... Wait, what? She was, I thought she was the hero. And they're like, well, she might be. But also, here's some information. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, you kind of can't just gloss over it. You know, there's so much stuff that... And like, oh, yeah, this is one of his husbands. He kills himself later. And you're like, wait, one of his... Hu- wait, and also he kills himself? Like, it's just... Every time, there's just like, also, it's they're polygamists. And also, at one point in time, somebody committed arson and burned all of their files and several crocodiles to death. And you're like, I don't know how to process all this. And then the internet was like, are you Team Joe or Team Carol? It's like, fucking shut up. Wouldn't be on either of their teams. I like the guy that forces his female employees to get breast implants. I thought he was the biggest asshole the whole thing. And I know that everyone... (laughs) Creepy Tim Robbins? Yeah, I'm forgetting what his name was, but watching that, I'm like... More let's more hate on this guy. This guy's a fucking nightmare. There's a great part in an interview where they're talking to him and he goes, you're leading me to say it's a cult. I've been doing this for quite some time. I know what these questions are leading towards. Like he said that out loud. He's like, I know you're trying to get me to say it's a cult, but it's not. I was like, but it is. No, like you shouldn't like anybody on the show. I think that is the problem is that some people are like, oh, I, I'm team this. It's like, no, 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 no. They're all bad people. You shouldn't be rooting for anybody in here except maybe um, the guy that got their arm ripped off by a tiger. I'd root for that. I'd, I'd root for them. I was rooting for that. The tigers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's you root for the tigers. You're like, come on and fucking pull yourself out of that tranquilizer haze and eat these motherfuckers. Just eat them. Yes. Like maybe a little bit that TV producer that showed up out of nowhere and was like, yeah, I have a TV show here. But then he also kind of was like just an accessory. Yeah. So, I, you know, I like honestly fuck any animal documentary that doesn't involve an animal killing someone. An arm got taken off. Yeah. But like blackfish. That was a fucking murderer right there. That was a true crime documentary is what mm-hmm. that was. And guess how long it was? Like 90 minutes. There's too much. Yeah, but that there's too much to have. Like, I think that this is as distilled as this fucking documentary could have gotten. Was what, six, seven episodes? Like, there's so much going on. He ran for fucking president and governor and like was embezzling to do it and like was threatening to murder a woman and like tried to have it. And like, there's a sleazy... There's a sleazy dude that shows up looking like a fucking affliction t-shirt, wished to become a real boy, and that boy became a very bad man. Like, <laughs> like there's so many fucking twists and turns. Like, I agree that you shouldn't like anybody on this, but it is fucking fascinating. Well, and like the music videos, he then, uh, like every time I was, I started watching it and 
my friend, like, well, the guy I'm dating, he was, he was weird. He's not here. Um, and he was like, he's in my head. He's no longer with us. He's dead. He's in my brain. But he was like, I go, should I watch this thing? Cause anytime there's a lot of hype, my natural, I'm, I'm, I have a natural aversion to it. Cause I'm like, I gotta be different. I'm not going to watch this. And he was like, Oh no, no, watch it. And I was at every five minutes I was texting him like, what the fuck? He's like, keep watching the yeah. music videos where he was like, I'm like, first of all, and the amount of time and I know, and I know he was on meth, but still even on meth, that's, he was so productive. And I, I know like, cause we, especially with our jobs, we we have to like create content and self-generated. And a lot of times I feel like oh, I'm just tired. I no, I can't do that much. And then I watched this guy and he's an asshole, but I was very motivated. I was like, okay, so I can, I can edit, <laughs> a, I can edit one extra podcast a week. I can you record get some work a video. Done, do some, do some meth. Like yeah. there's no better way to get something done. It might not be the thing that you wanted done, but something's getting done when you're on. He meth. got so much done. He had a YouTube show. Like he and he and he was like and big cat. Like just just the zoo alone, that's enough. And then on top of that, his employees and they. I feel like they they skirted over this issue, which drives me crazy because they're especially the crackdown on sex workers where they're like, it's all sex trafficking. We're like, well, but no, but it's not. You're just trying to harass sex workers and don't even get me started on all that shit. Don't even get me started. But like they'll, they will go into nail salons at different places where they're like, or massage places where they're like, oh, there's human trafficking. And it's like, and the women will say, um, oh, no, no, we, we, we want to be here. We want to be doing this for a job because you can make a lot of money very quickly. And they're like, um, you are being trafficked. The guy, Joe Exotic, the people that he hired to work at his illegal operation where he was abusing animals and people and doing lots of meth and slinging guns around, he would pick up employees at the gas station. It was the people that were just out of jail and were like missing teeth and down on their luck. And he'd be like, hey, you want to come work at this? He was human trafficking. The destitute. Yeah. He was a predator. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He, 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 he. He and all of them are people that take advantage of the people they see and they view it as they're doing something good. Like Doc Antle was like, these people want to be with these cats. That's why they join up. They love the appeal and the draw and they want to help these cats. And it's like, but also this is a cult. And like with him, he's like, they don't have jobs. They can't get jobs. I'm offering them jobs. It's like, you're taking advantage of them. You're not paying them. What do they make like $18 a day or something like that? Yeah, it was shady as fuck. I am excited to see Nicolas Cage in a TV series though. It's his first TV series ever. Wow, that is kind of cool. Whoa. Yeah. Was it going to be on Netflix? Uh, Yeah, probably. I feel like they got the rights. I, I want to recommend another documentary series that I feel like isn't getting as much attention, but it is also, a meth fueled thrill ride it's on netflix it's called how to fix a drug scandal and it's about this woman who worked in a crime lab in jeff's uh home area of massachusetts western massachusetts what, what where was it um i don't remember the exact name but this woman, she gets this job at this like rundown fucking drug lab and to uh, basically allow herself to get more work done. She started using the the lab had this like test sample of meth. It was this huge bottle of liquid meth. And she started with just using that liquid meth a little bit every day and eventually progresses to the point where she's like stealing cocaine and crack out of evidence that comes in. And while she's doing that, there's this whole other woman in another Western Massachusetts crime lab who, when she does drug tests, she would do a couple like as you're supposed to do them. 
and then would just, with the rest of them, she would just look at them and go, yep, that looks like heroin. And she would mark it down as heroin. And they were like, man, you're really getting a lot done. She's like, yeah, I sure am. And so like something like 5,000 drug cases in Western Massachusetts probably should be overturned. And a lot of them, I think, were. But that documentary is so fucking good. How to fix a drug scandal. I am trying to find out where the crime lab was. Wendy, have you seen that? Um, I watched like the first episode and I never went back. Um, but I now I'm going to watch the rest of it because I always I, I try. I don't really watch. That's the one thing is I'm not a big TV movie watcher. I don't really watch a ton of stuff. Uh, but that's that'll be what I'm going to continue watching that tonight. But I remember I, I was like, this seems fucking crazy. It's one that'll make you angry for sure. It's uh, it, it, this took place in Amherst, which is most uh, famously known for being the location of UMA, the major UMass campus. Yeah. UMass Amherst. And right down the street from where I had my first ever real fight. Ooh. That's not surprising. I fought. Did the, you win? I fought in the Western Mass Golden Gloves. No, I lost by a medical DQ. Broke my nose. Blood everywhere. <laughs> oh, you met. Oh, I didn't realize. I've, I thought it was. I, I didn't realize it was like a sanctioned fight. I was like, you got a street fight over what? <laughs> oh, okay. No, I would not do that. <laughs> Speaking of winners, oh, the yeah. Donkey Kong high score dispute is going back to court. <sighs> this story is never going to end. Like we'll we'll know who killed John Benet Ramsey before we decide who the official high scorer of Donkey Kong is. This is such a long story. It kind of starts in 2007, but actually before that, but yeah, because it's about King of Kong, right? Yeah, 2007 is when the documentary The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters came out. And that's about Billy Mitchell, who seems like a real shitty dude. A real piece of shit at every corner. And he is the world record holder for most points in a game of Donkey Kong. Over a million. At least he was. He held that title for years and years and years. And then in 2017, a user on an internet forum tied to Twin Galaxies, which is the world's preeminent video game scorekeepers, noticed that the graphics display in the video of Mitchell's gameplay appeared to have been produced on MAME emulation software rather than the original arcade hardware. That is against the rules because in theory, an emulator could be used to speed the game up. And we all know what that means, right? Well, an emulator also is you can use different controls. You could use like a a classic hand control, which versus a arcade stick, which could be better and easier to use. Right. And that so that it's against the rules because of that. It could make, you know, the game easier to play. The original dispute thread was viewed nearly 2.4 million times with 107 unique contributors, 3,770 entries, and it ended with a public vote of 198 to 13. In support of the evidence being against Mitchell, Twin Galaxies launched an investigation of their own and eventually decided they could no longer recognize Mitchell as the first million-point Donkey Kong record holder. So then, oh, the injustice. So he's like, oh, I fucked up. I guess this is a, a, an issue. That's what he did, right? Absolutely not, Jeff. He is suing them for libel. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, he. Uh, they never actually called him a cheater in their statement. They just said he didn't use the appropriate software. He's arguing that this is all part of a conspiracy of malice and an attempt to get internet clicks, which is exactly what a fucking cheater would say defending themselves in court, probably. He looks, he seems like the kind of guy who's always got a lawsuit somewhere, you know, like there's some slip and fall case 
or some some shit that he's got like just floating up there. He's grimy looking. I don't know. That's rude of yeah. me. That's wrong of me to say. I was being like, I don't like the way he looks. He probably did it. Um, but I don't. He looks like he sold coke to John DeLorean in the eighties. Yeah, he looks like if a coke dealer worked at Radio Shack. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I've never heard of this documentary. This is wild to me. I'm just sitting here and I love I, I, you guys are great and I love you guys. And I understand everyone in the world has different interests, but I my brain cannot I cannot wrap my brain around why anyone would give a shit enough to play a video. Like, I just can't. It's so and I don't want to say nerdy. I don't want to keep going back to that. But it's like get a fucking life. But if you're describing Wendy, him as someone up, we're no better. not anymore. Baby. Stand up is gone. We do Zoom shows here. This is what. Billy Mitchell looks like. <laughs> I mean, I get like he looks like if Peter Dinklage grew. Peter Dinklage played his character in um, Pixels. He he played a a character that was essentially the Billy Mitchell in Adam Sandler's smash hit Pixels. That feels appropriate. So what happens if you are the? And first of all, I do want to say the to the point to just point that like we do stand up. I can see how someone would be like, oh, that's equally dumb. But I will say I've made at least four people happy. Uh, in the last 10 years that I've been doing stand-up. So that at least is doing some some good to the world. At least four people haven't massively hated me after seeing me on stage. And so I'm like, okay, so that's doing some good. If you are the high scorer, I don't even know what the term is, and I'm not, I, I don't want to learn the proper term for like the what, the, the king score, of the king of Kong. Scortress. The high the scortress. Yes, the high scortress. So if you become the high scortress or the king of King of Kong, as it were, what is the prize? You just get to be like, hey, that's me. That's my those are my initials in the thing. There's there's fame behind it. There there are people like like being at that level and being of that level of notoriety. There are gaming conventions and things where that person will have panels and get paid and sign autographs like it's a level of fandom. There's always a niche for everything. So like people are going to be fascinated by somebody that is at the top of any game. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would if I knew someone was capable of scoring a million points on a game like Donkey Kong. I'd, I'd dedicate a couple hours to watching that. I'd go to the end of the video. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd buy tickets and show up like the last 30 minutes or something. Yeah. But get high in the parking lot first. I guess. And I don't say it's a gender thing because some chicks are into this. I just never gave a shit. The only video game that I ever liked playing when we were kids because we had Nintendo. The only video game that I ever liked was anything on the power pad because I like to physically move. Like I would rather go outside and play a game or I don't know. Real life is enough of a fucking gnarly video game to try to figure out anyway. So like sitting at that never. I just was like, what's the point? Go do something else. Do something else. You know, like why don't you put your controller down and go get some fresh air outside? Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mama Starling. I like the games where you run. Yeah. This is the only game we're playing where we run. And even when I played, so I like Power Pad, but you could cheat on that where you take your hands and pound on the thing for running. And even when I played video games, I'm just such a physical person that I can't, I can't sit, even sitting in this chair right now is driving me fucking crazy. Uh, but I would play, I'm, I'm the asshole that with the old school remote, when I would make my Mario guy jump, like instead of just hitting the jump button, I would move my hands up and down. Like, here we go. Get oh, up yeah. there. That's common. <laughs> yeah. That's Get a that move. brick. That's pretty cool. I mean, it, I don't yeah. know if it's cool. I mean, it's a good arm workout, but yeah, it's just like. But then, so you have fans, and then what else do you get? You spawn. What sponsors do you have besides? I mean, the obvious one, and based on his appearance, his sponsors were looked like they probably already were meth and cocaine. Yeah, Coke are, Zero, Coke, Coke Zero, and bad uh, neckties. Mountain Dew his, and Doritos. Yeah, 
Well, this is this is a whole industry yeah. now. There's like, people making millions, serious money playing of video games. I know, yeah. and yeah. I still don't get it. I understand that it's happening, but I don't get it. Yeah, that's not for us. That's or not for you specifically. I mean, I don't watch competitive gaming, but like major league gaming is a thing that like I think is much more like the generation below us because back in my day we used to fight to play. We didn't want to be the one watching the game. But now people watch. They watch people game all the time. They're Twitch Twitch is a system designed specifically to be streaming a person gaming and making money while doing it. I know. It's wild. But you know what? Now, and how smart are these people? Because now that we can't fucking touch each other, because who wants to watch people play football or basketball when the players, it's like, okay, you have to dribble, but also carry the six foot lightsaber. Well, you know, like that's not going to be fun to watch a game like that. So this is the new... I mean, that I would, would be kind of fun, but game. like you can't sit next, you know, for a while, if we can't sit in, like sit in a stadium and watch it, like this is going to be our new sports. I saw a fucking thing on Saturday. It was like Saturday afternoon. And they're like, you say, yeah, they're professional teams of gamers, like the San Francisco something. It's a bunch of young kids. Yes. That was a whole thread in HBO original series Ballers, actually. And I would need <laughs> you to watch that. You should watch that show anyway, because it's great. Never seen it. You should watch Ballers. There was a whole thread where uh, an uh, an all-pro football player wanted to become a professional gamer because that was his passion. Uh, Yeah, there's, a, there's another Netflix series. I'm not going to be able to think of the name of it oh wait did i figure it out is it seven days out yes it is uh it's a documentary called seven days out and it covers really big events and basically the behind the scenes planning of these various huge events and one of the episodes is about a league of legends uh video game tournament and it's fascinating they're out of um santa monica oh oh yeah yeah yeah. i, b- I believe i've i've picked up back when i was uber driving i picked up my fair share of uh anytime there would be a dude with like a finnish accent or something i'd be like oh so you're a gamer huh you're a pro gamer and they'd be like yeah how did you know i'm like well i'm driving you to santa monica and you've got a gamer look and a gamer sound and you hate jews they, pay, they play for like eight to ten hours a day of practice it's a it's a fucking it's a real ass thing and so it, that's gonna be you gotta hate the game after some point in time right you would think after yeah. you're like playing this game all the time you're like well i'm fucking done gonna there's make- also an episode of seven days out about the westminster dog show and that makes a good segue into the last thing I want to talk about, which is that the Labrador is the most impressive dynasty in sports. And first of all, I say in sports because as a child, there was a radio station that did trivia. They did sports trivia and they would challenge people to call in with a question that they could not answer. And I called in and asked what the longest running sporting event in the United States is. Knowing that none of these dipshits were going to know it was the Westminster Dog Show. And so now, with that in mind, now that we all agree dogs are athletes, the Labrador Retriever has just topped the American Kennel Club's list of the most popular dog breeds in the United States for the 29th year in a row. The most, Come on! It won the Most Good Boy Award. That's too much Good Boy Award. Uh, yeah, it's, it just goes to show you how unimaginative Americans are. Would you win on that radio contest? I think like probably like a 12 pack of Pepsi and a fucking pizza to somewhere. Oh, like, 
I could use those things. Yeah, good haul for a kid. Yeah, man, yeah. that's fucking, that's like winning pure gold when you're a child. My dad was a fucking machine when it came to radio trivia call-in. He was great at getting through when he called in, and he was great at the fucking answers. It was crazy. We call them prize pigs. That's what they're called in the uh, radio world. When people are like, oh, yeah. consistent, they're, they're called prize pigs. It's like a whole thing. I have a lot of friends that work in radio, and it's very fascinating. We used to do that all the time, call in for the... Yeah, I won tickets to see the Isley Brothers on a radio call-in thing once. That was dope. I won tickets to see Dave Matthews in Fenway. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Yeah, from 95.5 WBRU in Providence. Huh? Yeah, prize pigs. I've never heard that. For a half a second, my brain was like, they call them what? But I was thinking pay pigs, and that's something different. That's you. Mm. <laughs> pay pigs are up. I have, I had, well, I had two. I don't, I have one now, but pay pigs are a very different thing. And those, that's worth some time. What, what is, what is, okay. Tell me more. You know what a pay pig is, right? If I, uh, I wouldn't have asked you if I knew. Oh, I no, pay pig is, um, so pay pig is, and again, maybe this is why, this is why I don't have time to play video games and watch a lot of documentaries or TV in general. A pay pig it's um it's the it's a guy that's a man that is submissive and his kink what he gets off on is being told he's a piece of shit and he has a small dick and he gets off on giving money to a woman so fuck Mm. i want that job oh yeah i i didn't know what it was i thought it was a fake thing and this was a while ago some guy dm'd me on instagram and was like hey whatever and I think you're hot. And I was like, fuck you. I don't have time for this. I'm not, I'm not sending you weird pictures. Fuck off. Fuck you. And I wasn't trying to be a dom. I was just telling him to fuck off. Oh, and that, that was like a free was, come for him. But that was his thing. And I remember he, I got, he sent me money on Venmo and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he was just like, for being a piece of shit. And I was like, and I didn't even understand what was happening. And I just kept being like, dude, you need to fucking stop. I don't have time for this. You little dick. And I just, and I was, I was just being cunty to him, trying to get him to leave me alone. And he just kept sending me money. And then my friend was like, that's a pay pig. And I said, oh, this is fucking genius. And if, and I think it's legal. So yes, it is legal because there's not, uh, there's no sex involved, but a pay pig. That's the move. See, we got to do all these things like that's I mean, do you want to talk about we need new jobs in the new world? And I know you sounds like you got a lot of male listeners, but here's something for the ladies. Little tip. If you don't want to become professional video game players, that's another way you can make sounds like we have a lot of male listeners. I mean, we do, but (laughs) we have a lot of women who listen to the show too i bet a lot of guys that listen to this are cucks and they want to be a pay pig fucking hit me i'll I'll tell you have a small dick all day i'll do it too (laughs) yeah any 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 of you gay gay pigs want to go for it i'll call you a real piece of shit (laughs) what if we'll put up a we'll put up a donation button and we'll do this on twitch like this is the ultimate in feminism is the concept of the of the pay pig uh that is the purest existence of feminism is just having a woman be able to call a dude a piece of shit and make money off of it oh god that's so awesome it's amazing and it's always the richest dudes it's the same guys that like to get domed it's always these crazy billionaires that are really dominant at work and they're like i want you to fuck my ass and videotape it okay whatever i got a video on my phone Okay. Fuck. I actually, now I need the money. So I'm like, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. If you're a cop, I'm joking. And this is a bit. And I, I did not just remember that I had a blackmail video on my phone. <laughs> but if you're not a cop. Yeah. If you're not a cop. Pretty cool. I'm right? into it. <laughs> So anyway, dogs. Yeah, sorry. Back to dogs. I was distracted by I just my sure. brain was like, oh, money, 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 money. <laughs> Labs first appeared on this list at the top of this list in the 70s. 
and have been there ever since, which no matter how you do the math, that is more than 29 years. I don't know what's happening here. Is this like the Olympics? Well, it's where they started, and then I'm assuming they've dipped every once in a while. Oh. No, they've been number one for 29 years in a row. Yeah, but Fucking it says Labradors. It, but it says it first appeared atop the list, and then have oh does have been at the top ever since in the 70s. Well, that's just weird. Yeah. That's a yeah, it's just weird, weird math. Maybe it's 39 years. Mm, maybe it was a typo in the article. Fucking idiots. Tom Brady. He's one of these, right? He's one of these. Tom lab- Brady. He's a Labrador. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. These are these are the traits that uh, make the Labrador such a winning good boy. Versatility, stable temperament, friendliness, trainability, and athleticism. Flavor. You hear that, puppy? Yeah, you got to get Winter on that. She's not even fucking paying attention. Winter's eating that pizza and the six-pack of Pepsi. (laughs) Get her on the track. Bring her up to Labrador status. This is a quote from Aaron Henlon Hall, a Labrador breeder from Villa Ridge, Missouri. This is a do-everything breed that needs to be with its humans. It personifies the definition of versatility. Hunting, showing, family, dock diving, tracking, obedience. It's as American as baseball, hot dogs, and apple pie. Okay. You know, hot dogs are actually made of Labradors, so that actually tracks. I feel like this is a little over the top. They really they really are busting a nut over a fucking dog breed. It's a dog, man. Like, all dogs are good dogs. They really are. It feels like there's like a Labrador lobby yeah. at work here. Anytime people are just like, um, we want a purebred, I'm like, you're a piece of shit. I know. Fuck you. Get a fucking, yeah. get a rescue dog. Yeah, this is wild. Well, gee, I wonder, it's like when you read a study, you have to go all the way to the bottom and be like, who funded the study? When people go, actually, cigarettes are good for you and they make you not get lung disease. Sponsored by Labradors. Exactly. Labradors, and that's a thing. And Labradors are pushing all this crazy pro-smoking agenda. I got a problem with that. You know what I mean? And who's pushing Labradors? The br- How weird. The breeder? Someone who's doing... She's a bad guy. She's a bad guy. I think I think breeders are... I think... I don't know. I don't like it. She's I don't fucking know these dogs. We used to... Uh, I, I will say this. We used to sell... Uh, we used to breed German Shepherds, but we had one female and one male, and that's it. We did not have a big kennel. We just had two dogs, and sometimes they would make puppies and then we would just sell them. Were they married? Yeah. They were Christian dogs. Oh, cute. They were very good dogs. <laughs> little tucks. Yeah. Little they tucks little, for one little... of them, a wedding dress for the other. Yeah. They had the, the vest was the hardest part to get on the boy. Oh, I bet. His name was Zach. Ended up becoming Aww. a police dog. And then when he retired, we got him back. Nice. But then he was all racist by that point. Oh, I mean, he's a German shepherd. So yeah. Guess what, yeah. Adam? Planting drugs yeah, on like, you and shit. With purebreds, like, uh, like I, I want a Shiba Inu, but like, I'm not going to get one. I'll just watch YouTube videos of them. Cause I'm not, if I'm going to get a dog, I'm going to save one that's about to get fucking shot in the head or something. Mm-hmm. Is that what they do? Is that what they do in the, in the Tiger King kennels? <laughs> Probably. The, uh, but but the the Labrador only topped the list overall in the United States. When you break it down to cities in L.A., Miami, New York City, Philadelphia, and San Francisco, the most popular breed is the French Bulldog, which I also don't agree with. Yeah. Like, aren't those the ones that in, in have LA? a whole lot of trouble breathing? Yeah. In L.A., I'm pretty sure the most popular breed is the Stray Chihuahua, actually. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. This list doesn't take into account mixed breeds or anything like yeah. that. In South LA, yeah. we know what dog it is, right? <laughs> what? The old, P- the old PB walking hard. <laughs> you know. Definitely. The rest of the top five, German Shepherd, Golden Retriever, French Bulldog, and Bulldog. Come on, two Bulldogs? I mean, they're they're a cute, ugly pig. Yeah. Give me, give me $20 for saying that. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> 
those, I'm going to give those dogs my Venmo. Um, no, like, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that tracks German Shepherds. It's funny with German Shepherds because, like, they're really good dogs, but also their history. I'm always like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. Yeah. I mean, German Shepherds are the police. Yeah. They're the cops of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And Dobermans. Yeah. Dobermans are the gym rats. <laughs> yeah. Dobermans like, are Dober- like the Navy SEALs of dogs. <laughs> yeah. They're the guys that are like going, they got slick back hair. <laughs> they're all and they're just fucking, fucking banging out push-ups. Barely have hair, so they're all hard to see. Yeah. Fucking sleek little bullet dogs. <laughs> oh, I'm scared of a Doberman. Ooh, Doberman. Oh, with their little dickhead tails. Oh, I like those, though. I like their tails. <laughs> Not going to lie. The uh, This is the first year that the Pembroke Welsh Corgi has cracked the top 10 after ousting the Yorkshire Terrier, which I vehemently disagree with. Really? Fuck a Yorkie. Fuck you. I used to have <gasps> a Yorkie, and she was a good girl. They're so cute. Little dust mop. You can just throw I, them in a they... bag and carry them around. It's amazing. The only good thing about a Yorkie is when you can put a little bow on its head. Not I true. Know. That's a very good thing, but no, I, I would put the Welsh Corgi on top of it. I think dogs with hair ties are cute. Now, I don't know a lot about dogs, and this is the sort, but I will say a lot of people are buying that are all these puppies, and I live right along the East River. And, and there's a park right here. And so walking around, you just see, it's the, my, I love when it gets warm and you walk around cause it's the babies, people have babies and I'm like, fuck your kid. I don't want to say that, but the dogs, oh my, I just stop. I'm constantly like, oh, come here. And I, they, the terriers, they put little bows in there and like skirts and stuff on them. It's clothes on a dog is a plus. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about that. There's a woman that walks a cat. I mean, I, this is, I, I, animals, give me an animal and a, and clothes and I'm into it. There's one that walks a cat and she puts a little dress on her cat. It's fucking adorable. Fuck yeah. Well, Yorkies are very easy to dress up and they also like, they have hair like a, a singer from the British invasion in the sixties. Like it barely shed. You just have to like comb it and style it. It doesn't shed. It's fucking great. Like a Corgi's going to get tight, hair everywhere. Give it a tight fade. Yeah. A Sean Kemp haircut. <laughs> But, I mean, the best dog is my dog, Winter Soldier Neeson, who is uh, still not aroused by any of this talk. She doesn't give a fuck. Except for that guy she went after that time. Hello. <laughs> what kind of dog is she? She is a husky Klee mix with, I think, a little German Shepherd cop dog in her, too. She certainly acts like a cop from time to time. And not a cool a cop. S- little fucking snitch. Dirty cop. Yeah. <laughs> You see her walking around with like a little sack of pennies. Cracking down on old with. people who don't social distance. That's my cat. He just climbed out from under his blanket and he's crunching his little crunch food. And I I, I know this dog, we're doing a dog story, but I, I love cats. And I know, Jeff, you have cats. And I know you have Jeff the cat. I used to have cat Jeff. I no longer have custody of cat Jeff and pants. Well, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. They're 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 with uh, their mother, and she treats them very well. Okay. Uh, but uh, Valerie has uh, Corona. We call him Rones for obvious reasons. And he's a good old man. He's like 17. <gasps> uh, he's a good biscuit. He's a he's like a just like a just like an old man who gets over it. And then sometimes he's like, I think I want to play. It's kind of nice. Oh, cute. Yeah, my kitty is so handsome. I'm, one of my favorite sounds is like you guys can't hear it, but it's when cats eat crunchy food, and it's like. <sighs> It's the best I, sound. I love when animals survive, when they're doing shit to survive, when they're drinking little bits of water and they're they're like eating food. It's like my fucking favorite thing. I, I got him I got him a new big fish 
I got him. Uh, I got him a new fish that uh, you might be able to see there, and it's way too big. He doesn't care. He hates it. <laughs> but the tail is made of crinkles, so when you touch the tail, it's all crinkly. And it cost me eight dollars. And he's like, "I don't like this, and I don't care." Oh, make him take it back. No, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. You just play take with eight dollars out of his wallet. So yeah, <laughs> the least popular dog breed in 193rd place, the English Foxhound. Which at first I didn't get it, but looking at this picture. It kind of, it's kind of weird. It's got like a little puppy head on a Rottweiler body, and I don't like that. Is it the ones that they use for hunting? Probably. Yeah, that's why people are like, mm, maybe, maybe not the guy who's designed just to kill one animal. Yeah, you don't want that thing chasing the neighborhood cats. But also, like, it looks really built, but it also looks like if I got attacked by it, I could probably take it. I think it's also um, considered like the dog of the nobility, so they're probably not cheap. Oh, the fucking one percenter dog. Yeah, fuck this. Piece of shit. Pay your taxes, puppy. You fucking Elon Musk ass dickhead dog. (laughs) This sounds like I I gotta say, it sounds like the people voting are being haters because the way you describe the dog and looking at him, it's like, yeah. So what? He's got a jacked body and a youthful face, and he hangs out with rich people and he's super good at killing things. It's like he sounds kind of like the best dog. This sounds like these people are like, ah, uh, let's put this bitch in. They're negging what they're doing. They're negging. It feels like these people, they're just negging this poor dog. And it's like, we're going to make him fucking more. I don't like it. There's no, this is a cute dog. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say, go as far as say, this is a good looking dog. Like, this is a, this is a, a sexy fuckable dog. dog. This is a yep. mad fuckable dog. Oh, you would not slice is... this with your lightsaber walking stick. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, this is, this is a hot, hot dog. You know what I mean? This puppy could get it. Oh, you're a good boy, English foxhound. Good baby. Oh, oh man. So this was good. So that's our. I think that's our episode. Yeah, buddy. This was this was a lot of fun. Wendy, thank you so much for doing it. Thank you guys for having me. This was really fun. Um, and it was so nice to see you guys. God, I've had kind. I had a uh, kind of a real <laughs> shitty day. Like right, a lot got a lot of bad news right before we started recording. So it was nice to see Great. you guys. <laughs> Yay! And then and worse talk about news. Something it's fun. us. <laughs> And then you get to hang out with us, and it's worse. So, I know we get to have, but this is actually good because I was like, man, my life is shit. But most of these stories, I was like, well, at least I'm not, you know, like suing anyone over libel about how many points I scored in a video game. So then I'm like, okay, things are better. Yeah, you're no English foxhound. Yeah, I'm not. That look at this fucking sexy, this sexy bitch. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I want to plug. I have two podcasts. Um, the one is Pussy Fart Gang. I do that with Megan Rice. And uh, that was a name that we threw out as a joke in a meeting. And someone was like, we love it. So that's the name of that podcast. And that's a very fun show. And then I have my own called I Love You, Please Stop. Um, and that's uh, the full title is I Love You, Please Stop. And other things I say to myself and my cat. So that's a fun one. Um, and then a documentary. There's a documentary these people made about me. Uh, and it comes out May 26th. So it comes out in like three weeks from when we're recording this. And that's called Funny Pain. So that'll be available for um, purchase on all the streaming services, May 26th. I can't wait. Very nice. Jeff, do you have anything? I don't do anything. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sideshow Sideshow is every other Tuesday through Sideshow Collectibles. Uh, also, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman dra- uh, on Gamefully Unemployed drops every Wednesday. Live comedy is canceled, so Mint on Card is not the second Friday of every month. And beautiful blast from the past in Magnolia and Burbank. But it would be down in the future. And also, check out You Don't Even Like Sports. You Don't Even Like Sports. Featuring me and some worthless piece of shit co-host. That's me. It's a oh weird wow. sports podcast for people who don't like sports and uh, 
I am in my I'm in my golden age of podcasts that I'm proud of. I, I I'm doing three shows that I'm very proud of. I am not proud of you. Um, I'm proud of the shows, not you. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/unpops. Give us money so we can keep the network going. You have been so far, and we really appreciate it. Uh, and that's it. I'm hungry. I gotta get the fuck out of here. I have to piss. Yeah, Jeff, I'm say goodbye. Filled. I'm filled with delicious piss. Say goodbye. Bye. Wendy, say goodbye. Bye. You all have tiny dicks. My Venmo is at Wendy Starling with an I. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm not